Welcome to the Life Church STL podcast. Wherever you're joining us from, we hope this message encourages and inspires you. Thanks for listening and enjoy today's message. So the next two weeks, I'm going to be talking about idols and altars. Um, so... <laughs> And of course, this has been stirring in my heart um, for myself, things God wants me to work on, but I believe it's something that we need to hear um, in this moment that we're in. And talk about the idols. You know, it's easy for us to say, like, Oh, I don't, I, don't have, I don't have any of those statues in my house that, that I, you know, walk up to, light a candle around, put some incense, do any of those things. I mean, I hope we don't, but anyway. Uh, you know, I, I haven't carved anything out of wood and put it up there and worship it, you know, or anything made out of gold. I don't, I don't have any idols, right? Because that's what we think about. That's what, you know, really was the main issue Back in this day when in the Old Testament, I mean, they were like, God didn't show up for like two days and they're like, we need an idol. Like, I'm going to create this golden calf and it's going to become my God because God didn't speak, you know, in the past two days. And, uh, and that's not what we deal with because we're not going out there, like I said, creating those golden calves or whittling a, you know, statue so we can worship it. But in reality, you know, where their idols were on the outside and something they created of wood or gold, our idols are idols that we create in the heart. Things that we look to, whether it's because, you know, God didn't do what we wanted to at the moment we wanted him to do it, or, or maybe just because, you know, it's a thing that we love. Because idols aren't, see, idols don't have to be a bad thing. It can be a good thing that becomes something bad to us or for us because we've created something of it that it shouldn't be. Deuteronomy 4, verse 15, it says, but be very careful. You did not see the Lord's form on the day that he spoke to you from the heart of the fire of Mount Sinai, saying you weren't able to see him. And I mean, it's the same with us, right? Because we, we aren't able to look him in the face. I think you know, I would at least hope it'd be a lot easier <laughs> to trust him, look on him, and not create idols for myself if he was standing right in front of me. Now, he's there, but with my fleshly eyes, I can't see him. But it says, be very careful. You did not see the Lord's form the day 
that he spoke to you from the heart of the fire at Mount Sinai. So do not corrupt yourselves by making an idol in any form, whether of a man or a woman, an animal on the ground or bird in the sky. It says any little bitty animals, anything, you know, the sun, the moon, it like, it's saying, just don't create idols. Now, of course, in this scripture, they're specifically talking about carved images or things that they created in that day to worship. But as I'm thinking about that, I'm like, we are carving out in our mind idols so many times, and we don't even realize it. That this thing that I'm doing, maybe it's the job or the, that, that is going really well and I'm, and I'm getting so engulfed in, in what it is and how it is taking care of me and, and, and so pursuing that, that I'm letting my walk with God stay behind because things are going so well, right? I said it, it could be a good thing that becomes bad. Maybe our idol is parked in the driveway. I don't know. Or in the boat slip. Or in the hangar. I, I don't know. Anybody got a plane? Not me. So, um, I, But none of those things are bad. Like, I know there's a handful of people here, I think, that have old classic cars, really cool ones and stuff, and that's not bad. That's not bad. It might be bad if you go to a car show instead of church, though. You know, I, I don't know. My, my point is, is that those things, I, I love cars. And I, Vicki, I love Vicki because she loves cars. It's so awesome. That's not the reason. But we get excited, she, you know? And David, like, oh, man. Anyway, that is totally beside the point. I, I love cars. But I've learned, you know, maybe that's why, I don't, some of you don't even actually know this, but I've had so many cars stolen from me. <laughs> God's like, hey, hey, don't hold on too tight. But again, that's not that the car is the bad thing, but it's where we place it in our heart. The relationship is not the bad thing, but it's where we place it in our heart. The job, the, the money, right? That's a, that's a touchy subject. Money. Like if you've got, you know, tons of money, you are evil. And that's not what the Bible says. But the Bible says that if you love money, if you love money, it is not going to be good for you. That it is definitely wrong. But there's so many ways, so many idols. And I, and I feel like, I mean, I, this is a major cause of us not coming into the place that God wants us. Because there's something in there that is taking a space that God wants. 
can say, look, I'm, I'm saying myself, like, I, I say, God, whatever you want, I want you to move, I want you to do this, God, work this thing in my life, and, and, and use me, and, and God, I want, and then there's things that, you know, I don't want to let go of. And he says, I, I just need you to let go of those things so you could get, grab hold of me more. Idols disappoint. Jeremiah 10, 14. It says, the whole human race is foolish. I love it. The whole human race is foolish and has no knowledge. The craftsmen are disgraced by the idols they make. For their carefully shaped works are a fraud. Now here's the whole point of it. It says, these idols have no breath or power. Basically, the scriptures just say, it's saying, it, it, there's foolishness in us because we seek so much to, to have something to look to, some natural thing that we grab hold of, that we seek after. Like, if I, if I could just get this, everything is going to be okay. Anybody said, you don't have to raise your hand. I will raise my hand, you know? Like, it seems like that thought comes up. If this happens, it's just going to be okay if this happens. What if it doesn't? <laughs> because how does that thing make everything okay in the grand scheme of things? When I think grand scheme of things, I'm saying it for eternity. But these things that, that we look to, and it says they have no breath or power. Like, think about that. We grab hold of things and look to them as some sense of, and that's what an idol is, right? Anything that we look to for some sense of, of purpose, security, or, or affection, or something that will validate us. But what it says here, it says, any of these things that are not God do not have breath in their lungs and they don't have power in them. But we continuously seek after these things to be something for us that's going to create that stability or that comfort. It's going to be the thing. That makes me content. And when I think about that, when we, when we think about that, I think like, whoa. When we take and place something in front of God that has no breath or power, and he's here saying, I'm with you. I want to be there for you. And you're, you're replacing me with this thing that doesn't have anything that I have. And I'm the one that's got the power. I'm the one that's got the breath. I'm the one that breathed it into your lungs. I'm the reason you're breathing in and out right now. 
Wow! That we would place something in front of Him. That we would try to fill that void or, or that space when He's the only one can, that can fill that. That's why we do it, because we feel this, it's almost like this vacuum of, it, I, I, it needs something, right? I, and the problem is with those things that we could create or look to of this natural world, those things just get sucked through and there's more empty void. But with Him, but with God, that space is filled with who He is. Oh. In 1 Corinthians 12, 2, it says, You know that you were Gentiles, carried away with or controlled by, carried away to these dumb, mute, lifeless. I'm adding those words so you make, make sure you know. He's not just saying these things are just so stupid. Carried away to these mute and lifeless idols, however you were led. But in this scripture, it says you were controlled by, and that's the problem. What are we being controlled by? We don't think of it that way. We think like we are controlling our lives and want to accomplish this thing. That I am doing this and this is going to make me happy when in reality, that thing, whatever it is, the job, the house, the car, whatever, whatever those things are, it's not that we are controlling it, it is controlling us. Being led along. I mean, think about that, about, by dumb things. <laughs> right? Again, it says something that's mute, that does not speak, that has no words, that has no power to bring life into you. We're being controlled by those things. And in what way are we being controlled? We're being controlled and led away from our relationship with God led away from that intimate place with Him that we need to have. That we desperately need to have. Whenever there's something that we have to have that is just like, this is what it's going to be. This is what I need. You know, it's very interesting, like... Tori and I, in the past couple of years, there's been many times that we've felt like maybe we should move. I don't know, if, and basically everybody else did two years ago too, so definitely wasn't the time. But you know, in that, in those moments, it became a, a thing of like, we have, to, we have to move, and it became all-encompassing, controlling everything we did and thought about, that finding the place, 
And, and what is it going to be? And how's it going to look? And, and are we going to build a house? Are we going to buy a house? Are we going to buy land and build places? There's, there's so many things that go into moving. And this is not a bad thing. But in those moments when I look back, it was controlling my heart and who I was and, and my focus and taking me away from my relationship with God. I mean, not completely, right? I didn't just fall away, but I didn't have that place with Him that I needed and wasn't spending that time with Him. I was spending it on realtor, you know? I, see, I have... You guys... When you get so focused, and maybe it's just me, probably not, but maybe it is, you know, you get your mind set on something and you just over and over thinking about it and, and, and researching it and, and looking into it and figuring out how it's going to happen. But you know what? I, I've realized, I, and it's, listen, let me. Let me tell you, it's still so hard to not start focusing on those things. But I've realized and come to the place that I am content where I am. And if God wants me to move, that he can even do it without me doing anything. Now, I mean, I eventually have to do something, which don't want to pack up any boxes, but... But you know what I'm saying? He can, he can place something in front, of, in front of me and say, this is the thing that I have for you. You don't have to waste hours upon hours of your time. And I say that story just to say, it, it's just, it could be so many different things, but it becomes an idol or something that is consuming and controlling us where we're at. God says, will you allow me to consume you? Will you allow me to be everything and to consume your thoughts and your mind, your heart, who you are? It doesn't mean you don't have to go to work, but he can Rest on you and consume your mind and your thoughts at work, and he can even help you work. You know, I love, I love stories like this, and I won't be able to, it's an older one that I won't be able to tell it exactly right, but there was a guy, there was this major, huge, huge machine, and nobody was able to figure out what was wrong with it. And again, I'm butchering this story, but nobody was, it was like millions of dollars going to cost to like try to figure this thing out. And they ask him and he's like, well, let me, give me a minute. You know what that minute? He prayed. He said, God, I, I may not be able to find this issue, but you can. 
And he got up and opened the door and looked in and found the thing and fixed it in like 20 seconds. And I think about that story sometimes, how, how we can try to work and move and do all these things. And God says, why don't you just spend a, a, a couple minutes with me and allow me to tell you how to do what you need to do, and it's going to be way easier and way faster than creating this big idol, this big thing in your life that's consuming you. But I can be in that place with you and be what you need in that moment. It's about glory. Where is that glory going? See, we glorify things all the time. But the only one that deserves the glory that we have is our Heavenly Father, is our God. In Romans 1.21, it says, Because although they knew God, they did not glorify Him as God, nor were thankful, but became futile in their thoughts, and their foolish hearts were darkened. Professing to be wise, they became fools. Hmm. I just thinking about that. Professing to be wise, they became fools. How many times do we think and think and think and think and try to figure stuff out and think we're make, making ourselves wise and becoming fools at the same, like right then, you know? Trying to figure it out. Trying to do it ourselves. Becoming a fool. <laughs> In verse 23, it says, And changed the glory of the incorruptible, incorruptible God into an image made like corruptible man and birds and four-footed animals and creeping things. That's what it's saying here. Is he's saying, what we do is we take the glory that should be going to the incorruptible God, the God that does not change, does not deteriorate, does not rot, or there's no ugh, sickness and death in him. He is life. He is breath. He is everything that we need. And we're taking that glory that is due to his name and putting it into something that is corruptible, Something that will not last. And not only that, it'll corrupt us. God says, I want the glory. This is, this is something that's a little hard to wrap our minds around sometimes when we talk about God being a jealous God. That God wants us to, to give Him the glory. That we look to Him and glorify Him. And speak of how good He is. And, and the glory to His name. And, and, and all that He's done. And well, why is He jealous and want us just to constantly 
be saying those things and thinking those things. Because he knows that anything else is futile. He wants our hearts, our minds, our attention. He wants our, who we are, all of us. Like all of who we are. Because when we seek after Him, that is life. That is where life is. And in all these other things is death. It corrupts, it rots, it destroys. He says, I, you, you may get some momentary happiness or joy, but just beyond that, it begins to rot. Just beyond that, it begins to corrupt. But when we give Him the glory, when we look to Him, when we don't place anything else in front of us that, that we're seeking after or seeking to, to become that happiness, to become that comfort, to be that joy for us, right? Because those are the things that we try to get out of, out of idols. But see who He is. He has joy that doesn't run out. He has comfort that doesn't run dry. He is life and gives us life. What are we craving? Are we craving Him and who He is? Or something or anything else. First John 5.20 it says, And we know that the Son of God has come and has given us an understanding that we may know Him who is true. And we are in Him who is true. In His Son, Jesus Christ. This is the true God in eternal life. He's speaking this, this thing of who we are and who God is. And it's, it's in the verse 21, little children, keep yourselves from idols. This is, I mean, you're like out of nowhere. Out of nowhere, he just comes and he's talking about, I mean, who, who God is. And we know that the Son of God has come and has given us this understanding that we may know Him who is true. We're in Him. And then he ends this book of the Bible. And he says, don't give yourselves up to idols. Why does he do that? How, like, where did that come from? He hasn't been talking about idols or are different things that, that we look to. But in 1 John 2, 15 through 17, it says, Do not love the world or the things of this world. If anyone loves the world, love, the love of the Father is not in him. For all 
that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life, is not of the Father, but is of the world. And the world is passing away, and the lust of it. But he who does the will of God abides forever. He who does the will of God abides forever. Well, he makes this little statement at the end of the book. It seems like it's out of nowhere, but throughout John, and, and especially in this, in this scripture here, what he's talking about, he's saying, listen, there's all kinds of things in the world some great things, some bad things. But can we just understand that all those things that are anything but God are not leading to Him, but leading away from Him. He says... And, and I, I love how he says it. He just says, little children. Little children. I, I feel like sometimes we need to be called that, you know? And even in a way, I think the way that that is said, I don't know exactly what he meant by that. But what I take from it for myself is that he is saying, you think you're a big boy. You think you know what you're doing. You think you've got it all figured out, but you're still a little child. You still have so much to learn. And you can still get it wrong. So will you just take a little advice from somebody that's been there? from somebody that's been before you. He says, little children, don't give yourself up to idols. Don't place anything in front of you that can take place of that relationship with God, that can take place of who God is in your life. No matter what it is, if it's drawing you away from him, it's becoming an idol. So don't give yourself up to those things. Will you stand with me? Thanks for listening today. We pray this message encourages you. If you have any questions or you'd like to learn more about us as a church, you can always visit us online by going to lifechurchstl.com.